Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to The Waxing Podcast. I am Kirsten and I am your host and I am so happy you are here. If this is your first time, then welcome. And of course, if you guys have been tuning in even since the beginning, then what's up? (laughs) I am sitting right by the window while recording my intro today because it's raining and it's my day off and I just got this new couch and I have this super, super comfortable blanket that I'm obsessed with and I just was like, you know what? Fuck my closet today. I am (laughs) out in the open. You'll probably hear some cars. You'll definitely maybe hear some rain and this is just the vibe right now. Um, Is anyone else excited for Easter? I like kind of skipped over Easter just because I, you know, I I moved to Florida when I was 20. So my parents are still up north and it wasn't like a big enough holiday to fly back. And then, of course, they never flew down. So I kind of just did my own thing. But now that I have a little babe, he just turned two, March 6th. And so it's a lot of fun. I just like got him an Easter basket. We didn't do it the last year. And um, the year before that, because he was just so little, but this year it was fun. We got him, well, I got him this little wine glass. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, so it's a wine glass, but it has a sippy cup on the top. Oh my God, I love wine so much. So it was perfect and I cannot wait to give it to him this Sunday. I might pull it up or out early, who knows? But um, yeah, so Easter is like a lot of fun now. I'm excited to do like the egg hunt and eat and all that good stuff. So going right into what this podcast is about. So I did a podcast a couple, eh, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago. I, I honestly lost track of time. But um, this is with Aggie. So her Instagram name is Waxing with Aggie. Oh my gosh, I'm pretty positive that's it. As I'm like going to continue talking about her, I'm going to double check on this. But anyway, um, I met her last year. And I cold messaged her and asked her if she would come on to a live with me. And she probably, and it's funny because we talk about it at the end, but she was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I don't know. But that's what just what you have to do in this industry. Like, if you want something, ask for it. If you get a no, who cares? Ask for it again later or, you know, go on to the next. But this industry has a lot of possibilities as much as you put yourself out there to receive them. So her and I went on a live last year. She's just amazing. Like she runs she runs her business. She has seven employees. Like she does just waxing. I mean, she does lamination. She does tent. I mean, she's awesome. I was talking about her in an upcoming podcast I do with Mackenzie and Ashley. And I was just telling them because we named some people that we're really into right now. And I'm like, you know what? I've always been into Aggie, but like lately, like, I don't know, she's just stepped up her Instagram game with like, like not even stepped up. Honestly, her Instagram game has been great since the beginning, but she just made these videos that she sent me the other day and they are like in detail to her clients about what to expect if they're getting a lamination. She has the same for brow tinting and then she has them both in English and in Spanish. It was just so smart and they're both well videographer or well videoed like she has an amazing videographer she just really kills it i feel like she gives like that 360 experience to both her waxer employees and her guests which i think are really really cool so 
she's been in the industry for a while. She's definitely built up. She also um, uses a brand Lycon, which she was talking about in this episode. She actually sent me some samples and I haven't opened them up to try yet, but I'm super excited. And yeah, this is a great one. If you are a solo esthetician, even if you're not, she gives a lot of just insight on her journey as an esthetician and how she got to where she's at now, which is successful. (laughs) So I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. And yeah, leave a oh, yeah, duh. Oh my gosh, I like it so full myself. Yes, waxing with Aggie. And that is at waxing with Aggie. She's amazing. You guys will love her. Go give her a shout out. Go give her a follow. Let her know that you are listening on the podcast. Tag both her and I and your stories if you want to be extra awesome. And I can't wait to share them. Bye, guys. You are listening to The Waxing Podcast. My name's Kirsten, and I am also known as Tampa Waxer on Instagram. If you are somebody who wants to talk all things waxing, navigate through the beauty industry, as well as some business tips, then this is the place for you. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by Starpill Wax USA, America's favorite wax brand. Starpill Wax is trusted by estheticians in over 65 countries. Their wax formulas are gentle, effective, and they're PETA certified. You know we love those animals. They also provide me with the support I need to keep my waxing business thriving. Their professional account managers deliver top-tier service and can offer you professional pricing, a rewards program, and you can even enroll for automatic restock. Hello, time saver. (laughs) They also have product and business education blogs galore. And trust me, I have utilized, used them, loved them. I'm even on one of them. Use code waxingpodcast at starpill.com for 15% off your first order and start your journey with the brand that believes in you. Aggie, I think you're the only person on my podcast who we have had a podcast without recording the podcast. Like we just went into it and I'm like sitting here the whole time being like, damn, I should have recorded that. (laughs) Always record the intro. I know. Okay. How are you doing? Last time you and I were face to face like this was last March when I cold messaged you and was like, Hey, Aggie, do you want to get on a podcast with me? (laughs) I'm doing so much better than I was then mentally. Oh, oh my God. My mind after the after the podcast. Oh my God. I would just have breakdown breakdown after breakdown. And then I came back full swing. Like, I would have never imagined, you know, like, all the people who needed PPP, I mean, I did qualify. But, like, literally, we made more money in the pandemic than we made any other That's amazing. (laughs) When did, because you're in Maryland, when did you guys open back up? So, we opened in June. And, like, so we were supposed to open, like, June 20th, and we opened June. And we didn't know this mm-hmm. because our the state of Maryland opened, but Montgomery County, where like you know we're located, had not reopened. And so, like in the midst of all this, like we're open and we didn't know we we're supposed to be open. This is my fault because <laughs> like, I have oh, well. like two children <laughs> who feel like ten kids like at home, and yes. I'm not like 
looking for extra stuff or like reading extra things. And so how I found out that we weren't supposed to be open is because someone came in and they were, they had missed their appointment and people are so super petty with me. Mm-hmm. So she called the, like, I don't whoever you call the people, like, what is it? Like the board of something. And then they came and they were like, you're supposed to be closed. You need to shut down right now. Imagine Those people I'm actually like, exist. <laughs> don't I think mean, we're a myth. Yeah, like, <laughs> The, the people from like code, like housing code or like, yeah. and so they came in and they're like, you had to shut down. And so here, look at me, like a full staff of people. It's like one person to a room. So everyone got on a phone. It was like 400 appointments because we weren't supposed to like, cause they caught us on like the 15th because oh. this person, the, that same day this person called on us. And so my friend works actually for this department. And I asked her like, are they just driving around? She's like, yeah, they're driving around, but someone also reported you. I looked at the note. <gasps> okay. So wait, did you like charge her or something? Like really what? If you like, we have a like, you have a deposit. I really don't, I could care less if you miss your appointment. It means I get an extra break. I For mean, sure. I don't care. People are like thinking that I'm pissed and I'm like, you missed your appointment. And it's not really bad. Yeah. And so people are offended when you kind of like tell them you're not going to waste my time. I'm going to go ahead and get paid for this time that you're listening. And I, I genuinely feel like people should take notes from you because I have a strange feeling that you stick to your guns and you actually like really give into that policy with people. So like, Oh, I, I always, it's so funny, Aggie. I was like, I have all these notes for you, but now I'm like, Nope, I'm just picking your brain. So <laughs> let's give a little background story before I actually get into all this stuff. Cause what I want people to realize is that you have created this like business who you employ multiple people. You've been very successful. You've been in the business for a very long time. So all of these business questions that I'm going to ask after the fact, I would love to give people a backstory because if you are listening right now and you do not have your notes (laughs) and like a pen, (laughs) then get it because this is a super good opportunity for learning because I genuinely believe that Aggie's got it together. Aggie may not, but I believe it in my soul. So So, Aggie, give them a background story for me. So um, how long have you been in the industry? How long have you owned your own business? And then how many employees do you have currently? I have been in the industry since 2013. I have had my business since 2015. Um, I have about... Seven, seven employees. Seven employees, which is huge. There's really not a lot of people in their lifetime of esthetician work to have seven employees. Like that is a lot. That is a large number. It it is, and it's a lot of personalities. It's it's a lot. It's like you know balancing all these people. Super difficult. Yes, but I'm like such a all around. I guess at work I can be super bubbly. I can block like walk in the door and just walk out everything else. Yes. I think it's a gift that us estheticians have, you know, because like even whenever I podcast with people, you know, you never know who somebody is on on Instagram versus who they are off of Instagram. And so when I get on a podcast with somebody, I'm always like, okay, well, you know, are they going to be shy? Even though people are really like loud on their Instagram does not necessarily mean though they will be that way. But everyone is so cool. And I'm like, it's really because as estheticians, you really do have to learn how to make people feel comfortable, especially waxing, waxing, right? Because People are in very vulnerable positions. They feel nervous. And your job is to make that person feel super comfortable. So I'm like, it doesn't surprise me at all that we all have this like 
crazy amount of personality within us. I also become a therapist in that room because we talk about all these problems and I become like the advice giver. Also, I have a background, my, my degrees in psychology, by the way. Oh, oh God, you're the best waxer there is. You should. (laughs) Yeah, because I always hear like people, I always hear from therapists, like you're not a therapist, you're an esthetician. And then I always changed my wording. I was like, okay, like I'm not, you know, because there was like a joke when you speak, oh, like we're therapists, but I'm like, no, I'm not a therapist, but I am a good listener. I will say that about myself, right? It's like cutting that corner. Basically. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a good listener. And people, when people are waxing, they are in the most daring moods. Like people will say things to me that I'm like, wait, what? Like (laughs) that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. Like, I feel like sharing stories about what people tell you is like, I feel like you could do a whole podcast alone, like with just stories. Cause like I have this one story. No one can, no one can ever top this one story. Oh my, okay. Let's hear it. (laughs) This girl was like on the table. I was like, Oh, so, you know, how is, uh, you know, how have you been? Like, what have you been up to? I've been terrible. I actually just helped my boyfriend plan his engagement to someone else in Puerto Rico. <laughs> what? And I was like, what do you mean? So like, oh, he told me he was going on a boys trip and to help him plan it, like find everything to do and places to go. And apparently like someone sent her a picture on Instagram and <laughs> he was in Puerto Rico proposing to some other girl. What kind of savage? That. <laughs> what? Okay, hold on though, because then this would ha- this would be going through my head. I'd be like, I had pull up his Instagram. I need to see what this person looks like because I need to know: Does this man look like a normal whole human being that's like out here doing something so crazy? My God, she could start a TikTok <laughs> and just say that alone, and she'd probably her first post would, would light up. Oh my God! Oh uh, yeah, I'm like. Well, you know, I had, okay, hold on. This story is not the same. It cannot beat that. No way. But I did have this girl come in. It was after a Friday night. So this is when I was working Saturdays. She was super hungover. I mean, I think she was still drunk. And she was like, so last night, and there's a little bit of backstory to this, but she was like, so basically she was in this relationship with this guy and they worked together. And then um, his ex, the the guy, the guy's ex and him, her had like a weird breakup and then she started dating him but then she she felt like he was lying and anyway she was like so I got really drunk and I called the ex-girlfriend and then realized that I called her on her new wedding night so like she was getting married and then she was calling talking about this guy and it's it's a little bit confusing but I was like hold on you called an ex-girlfriend on her wedding night like what and she's like yeah I was mortified (laughs) Was she getting married to the guy? No, she was getting married to a new guy, but she like was not satisfied with what her current boyfriend was telling her the story was. So she wanted to like hear it from the source. And I'm like, no, like, no, just break up. up. (laughs) They did break up. And now she's convinced he's a serial killer, which I told her if I don't hear from her in like six months or so, then, you know, I'll come looking. So that happened to one of my clients, actually. What happened to one of your clients? Her boyfriend killed her. (gasps) Like, I would have never, like, like, you know, like, she had, I hadn't seen her for a while. And then it just came up in the news that her boyfriend had, like, 
stabbed her to death in their, in their apartment. It was really crazy. I would have never, and she was super sweet. The last time I saw her, she had got hit by a car on her bike. That's oh my funny. gosh. That's not funny. But she was just saying like how she was riding her bike and the car came out of nowhere and like her whole bike was fucked up. She like, she was a teacher. And I was just like, this is, like, this is terrible. That was terrible. I hit somebody on a bike at work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> In the work parking lot? Yes. <laughs> Did you leave? No. <laughs> No, and you know what? I was going so slow, and then this guy came out of nowhere, and I literally hit him. He didn't fall. He didn't even fall over. Okay, he just like kind of like maneuvered himself. But then, of course, when he realized what had happened, all of a sudden he was like, "Oh my leg!" And I was like, "Dude, I was going two miles per hour." (laughs) He sued me, and he won. (laughs) Of course, he did. There's no camera in the parking lot. What? Well, he went to therapy. Is there a camera in the parking lot? There was a camera and I, and it, and it was next door. So I went next door. I sat down with that owner and I'm like, I have to look at it. It looked, (laughs) it looked bad. (laughs) It wasn't in my favor, but let me tell you this. The guy who sued me sent in pictures of his bike. I have quotations because he sent in a mangled bike. It wasn't even the bike in the accident. It was like another bike. Girl. I was like, and he won. my lawyer said, girl, you just, just have the baby. Like just, you know, Geico's paying for it. Like let's move on. So I just moved on. <laughs> that, that is my story about how I hit somebody with <laughs> my car in my work parking lot. I never take that way out anymore. I take the other way out. Oh my God. (laughs) All right, Aggie. So you have been in the industry for some time. You have, now I'm like, oh God, what was I going to ask you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I actually am very genuinely curious because every single time I meet an esthetician, I'm always like, how did you become a waxer? Because like my story was so random. I always want to know like, was waxing something you, that you always knew you wanted to do or did you fall into it like other other waxers tend to do? Absolutely not. That was not how I envisioned my future. <laughs> I used to be a makeup artist. <laughs> a makeup artist I, to a waxer? I love it. <laughs> no, I so I so I used to live in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um and so in Jersey I I didn't get any like, you know, I had started out over here. I worked at a spa. And I thought it was pretty interesting, although I wasn't interested. How about I worked at a spot and I was getting like a basic bikini wax at a nail salon all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so <laughs> I moved back to Maryland to go to Howard. And I worked at another spot where they predominant, like they basically did like basically wa- more waxing than they did facials or anything mm-hmm. else. And there was a girl that worked there and she had had a falling out with the owner. And she had decided to take the owner to court. I had quit and she asked if I'd be her like her witness in this court case. And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then the owner hated, like she like called me, threatened me, hated me, whatever. I was like, and um, she was then, she opened the space and I was like, okay, I'll help you. I like really wanted to be on the back end of things. Yeah. And then I, I thought, well, maybe I should go to school because if someone, if I hire someone, like, you know, if I'm, I'm like sharing this business with someone, if I hire someone and they do a messed up job, 
I have to be able to fix it. Right. Because people typically say like, hey, like I want to go to the head person or the top person to fix this issue. So at this time you didn't have a license yet? No. Okay. okay. And so we had opened up this place. I like, you know, I had just had my son mm-hmm. and my son was like, maybe like a couple months old, you know, like maybe a few weeks, like she decided to do this. And I just took like, I just done my taxes. Mm-hmm. And I got a huge refund and I just. Yes, that like first I, baby refund is like. Nice. <laughs> she didn't have any money. Uh-huh. And so I used, I used all my, my entire tax refund to help build out this space that she had gotten in her name. And like, this was a disaster. Like we didn't have any contracts in place or anything. I was just doing things off of the words of this person, just like you know, faith, having faith, thinking like, you know, this person would be honest and yeah. it turned really ugly. And she was like upset and she would be like, why am I like working to pay? I, was like, I can't do anything right now. I like literally put whatever would have been my life savings into building out, helping you build out this space. And she like, it just went downhill from there. And I, then I know. Cause I'm like, if you were talking to like new estheticians, you'd probably be like, don't do what I'm about to tell you <laughs> that at all. Like you need to make sure like you and, and whoever you decided to open a business with have a clear understanding of who's responsible for what, what's going to cost what, who's going to mm-hmm. do this, who's going to do that. So we had none of that in place. And so literally like she stopped answering my calls. How about I had furnished this place and I was just like, I'll be out by Sunday. And I took everything out of the spot, all the supplies, everything like I built it out and I was like so sad. If you saw like the before versus the after, oh, oh my I God. Bet. And so it just went. And this is all while you're getting your license? All while I was in aesthetic school getting my license. Wow. And they were like, oh, did you like, you know, are you going to do this? I was like, no, I'm just going to still do makeup. I'm just going to work on the back ends of stuff there. And at least I'll have a space to do my makeup client. And then, you know, I came. So like, actually, so. Fast forward, let's go to the part where I got my license mm-hmm. and because I didn't have a job during this entire time that I was getting the license. I didn't have any and money. Like, hey, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. So my son's dad like was like financially supporting me and I had a job at, like I finally had gotten a job at Nordstrom mm-hmm. and they wouldn't hire me at the unassisted beverage counter. And I was like, you know what? They're, these people aren't listening to me. Like they don't care about me. I was like, I'll, I'll quit. I was, and I was really, I was doing really well, like mm-hmm. at whatever counter I worked at, and I, I just really wanted to be like it's, doing my, something. My question to that though is like, why were they full? Like, was the staff full? No, they didn't. They didn't feel like I was a good fit. What does that even mean? I don't know. I like, I have no idea. Like, how old were you? I was twenty-four. Like you weren't like a 16 year old high school dropout. Like you were like, you know, like, yeah, I I was 25 and they, they just felt like I wasn't a good fit for it. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I had turned it there and I like became a, um, a contractor for Arcona, which is like some skincare line there. So I would randomly go there Mm -hmm. and, um, do facials randomly and they would pay me like 20 bucks an hour which back then it was a lot to me yeah um I like and then I had worked then then I had worked very briefly at this other spot where this lady was really terrible to me and I just quit 
she threw a bag at me. Oh. <laughs> so I, I I, I've had my fair share of bad boss stories. <laughs> that one's I, a bag at you though. <laughs> I just feel really, like I'm really like I'm like lady. I'm not the one. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to at, like my my son's dad. We're driving around and we see this building and it has a four lease sign. It's like an office building. And I was like, okay, I call them and I'm like, how much is the rent? It's like in an office space that has a small, tiny room. My office in there was like a tiny closet. It was $800 a month. And I was like, I just need to make $200 a week. My dad's not charging me rent. I just need to make sure I can make at least $200 a week to cover this rent. I don't have any utilities or anything. Mm-hmm. And so what I... I soon realized was that no one is coming to get their makeup done every week. (laughs) (laughs) I will see them at best. (laughs) I thought we were talking about waxing until I realized you're talking about makeup. And I'm like, oh yeah, $800 a month for makeup is like a little harder than $800 a month for waxing. So I'm like $200 a week on waxing. Totally. I mean, That's four waxes. I, I didn't have any clients. I didn't know anyone who wanted to do this. So literally, I this is how I got on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like from there, like literally built this business from Instagram. So I got on Instagram and I was advertising my services. Lo and behold, nobody was fucking the start. Oh, no, this <laughs> no, is one, cur- this is no. this is the podcast. This is the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> no one was booking any like no one was booking makeup. Everyone was booking waxing. And wow. like no one like I, I got like basically Brazilians and like to say that I was great in the beginning is a like total lie we all have to start somewhere but yes. I was like faking it till I made it and I like was horrible but I just was so confident as I was there I was probably injuring people I know well, I, like, I was gonna just, do you remember your timing <laughs> like if you had to guess your timing on your Brazilian waxes back then uh, like 30 minutes max like 30, That's 20, pretty 30 good. minutes but even like like now I'm like, you're, we're in there for like four minutes max. Like, I isn't guess. it crazy <laughs> to like see just like, and it, it, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, when you clients, I'm always like, when you're thinking of doing services, like always make sure you're going to somebody who specializes in it. Because if somebody's doing like X, Y, Z, I mean, A through Z, not even X, Y, Z, because three things aren't even really like that's, you know, that's attainable. But if somebody's doing like everything and then you get like your waxing done by them, you're probably going to not get a good enough, as good of a service as somebody who's just banging waxes out all day long. It's all you do. Like, you're going to get. I could tell people that. Yeah. It's just true. listen to that. Like. People are like, oh, I want to offer X, Y, and Z. You know, I feel like I'm already doing like, you don't want to do facials. I was like, no. Do you know the transition process from like a wax to a facial and like the cleanup process from a facial to get to a wax? It's too much. Absolutely. And, and, or it's like, just get really good at something until you feel like, okay, I need to add a little bit of spice into my own like per like life. And like, if that's going to make you feel good, then do it. But like, don't open a place and then offer everything because you're never going to no. get good at anything. It's like, not even that you don't have enough time to accommodate everyone. You'll lose clients because you can't even make time to do someone's lashes. If you like, you're, you're just spread too thin. And then yep. your client is like, well, I couldn't get an appointment with you. 
And you're just thinking that you're going to be making more money when in fact you're going to be making less. Totally. And that's why I love the waxing industry because there's, it's such fast turnover. Like you, I mean, I see 20, 22 clients a day. Everyone's different with how many clients they see a day, but like facials, that would be like four, five clients. And then like I'd fit a lunch in there. So like five clients versus 20 some clients think like, I think of 20 some people tipping versus five people tipping. That I mean, but also too with the facial. So the only way that that can work is if you have a rover and you have two different rooms. Yes. So you have to have a facial room and then a wax room, but you have to have someone that's turning everything over for you Mm -hmm. as you flip flop between things. Yes. And like for me, I, I do do, I do hydrofacials now, um, four years later and I love them because as I have them underneath the red light, I'm actually cleaning up everything. So by the time they're done, I just throw the, um, throw the remaining stuff away, hop over, and then I take a waxing client. So I'm able to transition because I've learned how to do it for myself. But you're right. You do need two rooms. You cannot do one. Yeah, because like, and especially now with COVID, like esthetician work is such like high touch. We're touching everything. And you have to wipe down everything to Mm -hmm. be like safe and to be sure. Like it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. But I just realized like, you know, like when I was building this, like, I didn't have a choice. Like I pretty much fell into waxing and that's all people knew me for. I was like, so my name has gone from all different kinds of names on Instagram that are now blogs. You can't have them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Aggie, that, that, wa- that waxing girl, that Brazilian wax, like, you know, waxing one, two, like it was a bunch of stuff. But I think I am the first person who had ever posted before and afters on Instagram back in 2015. I I could probably second that because that was like one of the things that drew me to you. I was like, how are you getting all these people to do all these before and afters? Because you have so many of them. And I know, but now I don't have any on there. I've I've noticed now like the feed has changed a little bit, but like there was a period in time where you literally always had before and afters, which that had to have brought so many people to you. Many. Very many, like we, like by myself so before when it was just me and Kim, we had over like 6,000 clients that Insane. we had seen and like, you know, busy, super busy all the time. So like, that's why I like, I was really sh- like, you know, it slowed down. It like goes like in a wave, mm-hmm. like, and then after the pandemic, it's just been nonstop. Like we've been wave, nonstop wave, wave, too. Wave, wave. It's been and crazy. that's because so, everybody starts at one point, though. Yes. And then, like, if everybody's starting all together at once and then all the new people come, it's, like, nonstop. I didn't even think about it like that. You're you're yeah. actually, like, extremely correct on that. You're right. Because everyone did. Oh, my God. That was, like, the worst month of my life, by the way, when everyone was starting back new. I was, like, because <laughs> I have, like, a, you know, 90%, I feel like, retention clientele at this point. And I, I have been doing them for years. And, like, they're so thinned out they're so this two after that pandemic everyone came back fresh again and I was like no this is what it's like to be a brand new waxer with no clientele and new clients <laughs> like I was back to doing like 15 minute Brazilians and then I'm like oh my god I missed the seven minute ones like oh my gosh it was crazy so whenever you were you know you started to do more waxing people were obviously knowing you more as like their waxer when was the point where you were like, I cannot do this alone anymore? So, you know, I was working seven days a week. Mind you, even after the pandemic, 
I started working. I started back working seven days a week. I know I haven't been able to get you on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I think when I started working seven days a week, I was like, oh my God, I can't keep working like this. I don't have a break. My son is like, hey mom. All right, good night, mom. Um, I reached out to my aesthetic teacher who actually, I had, she had quit the school and I had ran into her at this other place that I had gone to get a wax. And I was like, are you like, I think she had just had a baby. And I was like, hey, are you still working at such and such place? And she goes, yeah, I'm scheduled to go back soon. I was like, if you come and work for me, I'll make it worth your while. Mm -hmm. And she was like, all right, let's do it. Oh my gosh, (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Was she, you said she was your aesthetics teacher? She was my aesthetics teacher. And she has been riding with me ever since. So She's did she know day. how to wax in school? Like, was she a teacher that actually taught waxing? Yes. She okay. knew how to wax. But the thing is, you know how it, it just, she literally quit <laughs> right after like a day of waxing, I think. And then we went into, she was just like, I don't know. I mean, the school, not going to say the name of the school, but <laughs> has since closed. Oh. So they're like open somewhere else now. Yeah. But she like no school. This is also to why I have started the Black Academy because they don't teach you anything. They do not teach you anything. I 100% like, agree. They just like throw you under the bus. They're like, all right, one day of this, but we need to focus on the facials and stuff like this. Yes. For well, and then the facials are outdated. They're yeah, like, I want you to learn the 80s way of doing a facial. And you're like, Lord. it's 2007. <laughs> For, for every one facial, you get four Brazilians. You will, like, I always say this to people, like, whenever people reach out to me for trainings, I'm like, you know, my job is to, like, set you up for success. Mm-hmm. You will see four more brows than you will a facial. You'll see, like, people, like, every two to three weeks or maybe four weeks or four to six weeks before you see somebody return for a facial because one thing people are doing right now is their eyebrows nonstop. Yes. Eyebrows are huge. And, and now we're going through the transition of like lamination. Like there's all these ways to like enhance, who would have known there's Girl. all these ways to enhance a brow. Girl. You brow know, business is big business and people are not realizing how big the brow business is. I want to tell you about Kelly Baker, yes. Nick Townsend. These people, they know brows. Okay. They do. Brow business is big business like anybody that gets into that like you know brow code all that tenting lamp everything yep these companies are capping these people are private labeling big business it's true you won't believe how much research i do on all this stuff (laughs) (laughs) the waxing industry is like always been around but like in the last couple of years or so like the waxing industry is like this underground like we're it's coming up I mean I think that there are more people in school right now who are actually like becoming waxers right out of the gate whereas like when you were in school it's not even something you thought about and now you're doing it but it's like waxing is definitely like coming there's just more information there's more people on Instagram there's more people like actually advertising this like it's just huge right now there's more information, but there's not. Where yes, we are struggling still a in huge industry, mm-hmm. where we're struggling is that there's no statistics in our industry. And that is the biggest problem that we face. 
Yes. You know, there's all these statistics about everything else, but you know who is collecting statistics? European Wax is collecting um, waxing in the city. They're collecting statistics based off of their clients. Mm-hmm. But on this industry as a whole, no one's collecting information. How many people are out here like focusing on like creating like wax-based businesses only? Mm-hmm. Like these companies that sell waxing products, they are making a killing. So like a killing. Mm-hmm. Because imagine, like, I mean, also to the thing is that a lot of it is more, so many people are more solo businesses versus like big, huge companies. You know, I think that as like other businesses like mine, I think as a team, I don't really find people that have long lasting teams. That's also the same thing with so many people going through EWC. They're like, oh, I just want to come in and learn and then I'm going to go do my own thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's not, there really is not a lot of businesses like yours and like the one I work at. That. So I think that she's the only one, like the only other person that I've seen that has a team that has stayed consistent for such a long time. I see other people that hire people. Those people stay maybe six months to a year or two years. And then those people feel like, oh, I have to go build a business. But nobody yeah, knows everyone's like, the background result. of it. And I'm like. So this so is like my question you for you. What do you think you're doing different? Oh, I know what Ray is doing different. But like, what do you think you have an employee list of seven? They all love you. They're all making money and you're keeping them booked. Like, what is it? What's the formula that you feel like other people are not utilizing? To be honest, I think. Like, you know, like, so when I hire people, I hire people based off of character, mm-hmm. you know, like I can teach you all the, the, the good stuff. What I can't teach you is how to be a great person. How do you be a good person? How to be a decent human. Mm-hmm. We love to think that everybody's so great. In the world. They're decent. They're I know. <laughs> yeah. And you sound a lot like Rhea. Rhea says that same stuff. She's like, you know, I hire people for, I hire people to make sure. And then whenever you have a team, like let's say you've had three people, you want to make sure that fourth person is going to mesh well with the other three. That is the number one Huge. thing that we all mesh well together. Yeah. So like, you know, we've had a hiring, like we've had an ad for maybe about a year and people always apply. And it's not that, you know, people don't don't fit like you know like they wouldn't fit in with us but we want to make sure that like there's no cattiness like with us no cattiness we can all Mm -hmm. talk to each other no one's gonna like down talk you belittle you anything like that Mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk to you like we're two peas in a pod you know why because you deserve that kind of respect from me Mm -hmm. you know you're an adult I shouldn't have to tell you certain things that you should know as an adult you know well, and that's this huge. Is basically, your bit, like, you know, I say to me, this is my business, of course. I have mm-hmm. to come in early and I have to leave late. But at the same token, it's, it's just as much mine as it is yours when you're a contractor. Like, we're all a representation of each other, which I, I explain to them all the time. I was like, if you look bad, we all look bad. If I look bad, we all look bad. And that, that's mm-hmm. never my intention. So, like, down to customer service, to a T. We like don't play kind of games with that. Although mm-hmm. we like <laughs> we I I like I am I also that I'm a little petty with customer service. <laughs> okay, I'm so you petty. are because your Instagram, you don't care. I love that about you though. That is like my no, 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 favorite. No, not, not so that if, if I go to so like all of our calls are recorded for quality and training purposes, by the way. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so 
when you call and you're like, oh, I didn't say X, Y, and Z. And this person was so nasty. I was like, can you tell me who you were talking to? And then like, you know, we have a cam- we have cameras everywhere. So like huh? people will write these reviews and I'll write them an email back. And the email will have the footage of them walking in 15 minutes late to their appointment. And that oh, phone call where they people. called and they were like, so insane. I was like, here, if you notice in the corner of the video where it says 12.52 and your appointment was at 12.45, you were walking in and you said that you weren't late, but here's the time. Here we show you are late. <laughs> so also you did call to tell us you were going to be running late and didn't expect to run the additional five minutes. And I was like, yes. we're not here to be nasty to you. Like we, we, like it's, it's not our job to police people. That's my biggest yeah. thing to people. I don't want to police you. I don't care if you're going to be late. You're late. So cool. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it just like, oh, my day has to look a certain way to me, you know, like, and if somebody's 15 minutes late to their 15 minute appointment, like my day is now not looking the same. And that stresses me out. Like, I want to, like, it's not you're fair. You're going to take them after 15 minutes? I no, I don't. But like it causes that. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. But it causes this like annoying friction, right? Because then it's like they're mad. Then they're like, you the won't energy. hear me. And I'm like, oh, like it, it's not my fault that you did that. And I hate that like we get put in this like they get like clients victimize themselves all the time. Well, like, well, you shouldn't book yourself out this um back to back. Like I've been told that before. And I'm like, I, I got cussed out one time with was like, you gonna do this to me on my birthday? gonna take my money i was like wow i mean calm down please like it's just hard because it's like at the same time like it's like oh like people can really back you into a corner and make and make you feel really bad and you're really good at that i feel like i stick to my guns i'm not playing with you you signed a whole like so on our consultation form i have outlined it and it says you have to write under it i understand and so like then i start pulling out receipts i was like here's where you agreed to this I like am simply just enforcing it. So even my staff, I said, if you have to throw me under the bus to tell them that you're following the rules, throw me under the bus. I don't care. Yeah. Like, what are they going to say to me? If I worked for you, I'd be like, Aggie told me. I don't know. I'm telling you, he said to me, oh, you lost about $40,000 accommodating people here. And I was like, really? Oh, that's You know what you can buy, like what you can do with $40,000? Mm-hmm. Like you could afford to hire a personal assistant. Yeah. You could buy a car. You could use it as a deposit on something. Like, I was like, that's not happening to me ever again. But there are dire situations like that I will say something. I like I'm like, oh it's okay, don't worry about people. Like, oh my mom died. I'm like, oh I'm so sorry, your mom's dying. At the same time, I don't feel that bad, but I feel bad. Like, I feel bad your mom died. <laughs> no, like, yeah. It, Life happens. We understand Life that. happens. But if I told Visa, oh my God, Visa, my mom died. I can't pay this bill right now. It's like, okay, um, we offered you a one-time courtesy last month. You are going to have to pay this late fee this month. You're right. And no one would Sorry. question it. No one would question it. But this exactly. is the thing. We're Sometimes this industry is treated, and I did a whole podcast about this, but like we're treated like this is a hobby. Like this job isn't serious. Like we're on other people's time, you know? And and yeah. it's it's an yeah. interesting line of work. And then I always get this 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 is the this is the best line I always get. Like, and this is a black owned business too? 
how are you going to give me that? Like, this is just terrible. I was like, oh my God, all those things attached to this. Why? (laughs) You're like, this is a business and this is just how it's ran. But the thing is, is like, it wouldn't be tolerated at other places. That's always what makes me mad. It's like, just because I think we're in the beauty industry and here's, what do you think? I believe that because we are so um, close with our clients and we build these foundations and these like connections that people then, which it should be opposite if you think about it, because your client should be like, oh my gosh, like I want to give Aggie 40 or $50. Like that's the least I can do for not showing up. But like, I, I think people are like, but you know me, you know, I wouldn't do this. You know, I'm like, there's so much emotion attached to the money. (laughs) No. I, my cousin missed her appointment and she thought I was going to like wave up like now nah, baby girl I'm not paying that I'm not paying that late fee to these girls you you can go ahead you take the loss not me oh my god I love it oh my god I love it I am so opposite than you <laughs> I like I don't feel that bad I was like I pay daycare I pay I pay all these things and it's I was true. like I don't see anyone fine enough to be like oh okay I'll help you with this so no sorry yeah and I never self-care, like that's self-care to me Thank no is self-care. Yep. So what it do you, okay. So the, the people listening right now, cause I have a lot of solo suite listeners. What do you think should be step number one to enforcing these rules? I, you said consent form. You're like outline this stuff in your consent form. Mm-hmm. Um, list this everywhere. So like I right now currently use regard, like before I used to use Booker, I use Vagaro now. Mm-hmm. So it's all over Vagaro. It's in the text message. It's in the before email, how to prep email. It's everywhere. So that people don't say to me, well, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. And so also when you call us to make an appointment, uh, Mm -hmm. make sure that I save the whole policy to you when you are scheduling and we ask for your credit card for the deposit. And so you cannot say, no one said this to me because I will go and look up your phone number and play you back the call. Mm -hmm. because. It's amazing. I mean, honestly, that's amazing. People need to know, like, you know, you have to stand up for yourself or you're not going to have a business. Mm -hmm. Like you you just can't. It's so not fair to have to deal with shit like that. It's, I think people are so inconsiderate and like, we try to like, as estheticians, we're such caretaker kind of people and we feel bad and we're so super like, sympathetic for everything and it's like oh my god I'm so sorry and then you think that oh I don't want to lose this client let me tell you something for every one client that tells you no there's four more that show up behind them totally I and and just like you know just like Instagram when you're on Instagram saying certain things all the time if there's five people that don't like it well there's 10 people that do and you're gonna attract 10 more people that are probably gonna buy something from you or come to your business so you know it's very true you start to weave out the unnecessary people in your life and because at the end of the day like if I'm at work I want to spend my time with my clients that I like love I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm at work. And when I have the right client, I really don't feel like I'm at work. I'm like, they walk in. I'm like, oh my God, how was your weekend? Or like, what did you, how was last month's trip? I mean, that's really fun to you. You don't want the people that don't respect you, your policy, things like that. I mean, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, clients, clients try you sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been in the industry? So I've been licensed for eight years and I've been a waxer for four. Can, can you believe it's been like eight years and four years that you've been no. doing? 
Not even a little because bit. And it who doesn't I was, feel like work. Who I was eight years ago <laughs> is, oh God, I'm so different now. And you're right. It does. It really, I thoroughly like my fiance says to me all the time, he's always like, you make me so jealous because of how you love your job. My friends say the same thing. They're like, you, you know, and I always tell people, I'm like, I'm so excited to see my first client as I'm just as excited to see my last client. Like, meaning like, I don't, I don't sit here and dread the morning and I certainly don't dread, you know, the time to go. Like I, I enjoy my time when I'm at work. I really do. And I, we're blessed in this industry to have that. Big time. It's like a flash between my eyes. By the time it's like seven o'clock, I'm like, oh damn, the whole day just went by. I missed all of the outside. I know, and I'm like, obviously, like you know, I always tell people, I'm like, I mean, sure, like, would I want to be watching Netflix with Pringles? Yes, although I don't get to do that because I have a kid. But I'm like, when I'm at work, like, I, I, I pull my, I'm, I'm ready to be there. Like, I'm good, you know. And I think that I always remind estheticians that and and if estheticians are working for like crappy bosses or they're working in a situation they don't want to leave in it's like there is a place on every single block in every city I know there is because in Tampa there is like seven places in the one mile radius from each other like there are so much there's so many opportunities for everyone there's business I mean like there's enough business for everyone yeah there's no need to do any kind of extra it's it's enough. There's so much, like there's mm-hmm. so many people and you can't see, like as a solo person, you cannot see them all. No. Like you can't. And the difference think- between you and me or is you're you and I'm me. And like, people don't realize that that's enough. Like people get drawn to you because of you, you know, I'm like, it, so my point is like clients will match with other people, you know, just like if a client came to me and didn't feel me, maybe a client would come to you and be like, oh my gosh, I like want to see her forever. My point is yeah, that's, like, this, that happens. there's enough room for everyone. It's huge in our industry to realize that. Okay. I, I have a question for you. So in your wax studio, wax business, you have a trillion waxes. I think, so like the thing is, when you close your mind off to things, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you, that's your thought process. Yeah, You have to like, be open to trying other things. So I'm going to mm-hmm. send you, like, you know, we have the Wax Academy, so I'm going to send you some stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, please I do. I think that you should be, like, I, I probably have tried everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Lycon. There is, like no drag like you know sometimes when you run out of wax it's like ripples and like rent like it's yes. like you struggle to pull the wax uh, with soft wax and I love soft wax soft wax is amazing um we use about three different soft waxes and about three different hard waxes mm-hmm. I personally feel like I mean and like I've I've set, I've been testing this theory for like the longest time that these waxes pick up different kinds of hair differently mm-hmm like there's different like you I'm I'm sure you've seen various textures of hair yes and different waxes pick up different kinds of hair differently which is why we already flip-flop between hard wax and soft wax mm-hmm. but I think that uh, certain properties and certain consistencies pick up different hairs differently and that's why we have so many so do you, are they all from the same company or are they all different? Yeah. So these, there's only like, we only use one wax that isn't from Lycon, which is Newfree. I love Newfree. Mm-hmm. Um, Newfree is just a bit pricey. 
Um, I, but Lycon, like, I'm married to Lycon. I'm, I'm a, I'm a forever Lycon. You're like, I'm a Lycon girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in a transition stage where, you know, like we're preparing to move to a new Mm -hmm. studio, although I have not found it yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not introducing anything new, doing any work in our, like in the current space. I'm just like riding the wave until I find this new place. Are you are you expanding? Like, are you just needing more space or just lo- d- different location? Because I feel uh, like you're. Lo- I, I love your location. I love the brick. I'm a huge I mean, fan of the brick. Ah, uh, I need a new location. I mean, like, you know, like I've gone through so much with my landlord. I kind of hate him. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I mean, I would hate to disclose that, but like, you know, that's the real of it. I think that it's just, it's time for me to go from this space and to like start over somewhere else. Yeah. I'm just like envisioning this new space and putting it out there in the universe and then it's, I'm going to find it. It's like all about manifesting it. I like think that everything. Man- yeah. <laughs> I used to think manifesting was like this, like, ooh, like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was. I'm like, these people are like, hippies and it's like what it's like not true at all like manifesting is is crazy in it manifesting got me my sponsor with star pill for the waxing podcast so i was like i was like this is who i want as my sponsor i like the company and literally an email came through probably a day later and was like hey kirsten we'd like to discuss a possibility for a sponsorship and i was like hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't worry so much more to come like Uh, the way that I see it going for you is phenomenal. Like you're going to you. do big things, you know? Well, Aggie, I've always been so drawn to you specifically because I feel like a, you give really good energy, but B you also are like such a team player with everything. Like you genuinely want everyone around you to succeed. Like, you know, your path so well. And this is all like what I see that you d- don't see competition because like you're on your journey is your own and you are totally like understanding that everyone around you also has their own journeys. And I love, love, I could not say that enough. Love that about you. I'm just telling you like what is meant for you is always going to be for you. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm so here for everyone to win because it's possible. There is enough business for everyone to win. Like my whole team, like, you know, I like wanted to set them up for success because if tomorrow I wake up and I decide I don't want to do this shit anymore, I might be a day trader. Um, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to go do what Kirsten's fiance is doing <laughs> or he's doing what you're doing. <laughs> Basically. So like, I, I mean, if I wake up tomorrow and decide that I don't want to do that, you have all the keys to be successful yes. without me. If you want to build it, like create your own team. Like, you know, my, my best piece of advice is like, mind how you talk to people mm-hmm. you know that is the biggest piece of advice like how you talk to people is how you determine they determine whether or not they can like deal with you or if they want to be around you or do anything with you well and you, you know, know how I know you not only like talk that talk but you walk it is because um a year ago I cold messaged Aggie and I was like, hey, do you want to go on a live with me? And she's probably like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, 
this is strange. She don't even have that many followers. Who is she? Literally, who is this? <laughs> and then Aggie goes, sure, I will. And I'm like, dude, how cool. And you and I had like a really fun conversation. Your son at the time was very, very new. How how old? In March of last year, how old was your son? Mine was one. Season March. I feel like you're, like I feel like he was months. like, yeah. He was like, he was like six months. Yes. And now a year. So now he's a year and a half. Yeah. How crazy. My son's turning two in on Sunday. Are you excited? Are you sad? I'd be sad. (laughs) I really like him older. I won't lie. I'm not. I, I love the newborn stage when I'm not the one doing the sleepless nights. (laughs) I'm still sleepless by the way. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was sleepless for a very long time and I just being a mom makes me respect what I've just see women in a whole new light. I really, really, truly do. And I just, we're like capable of anything. I think if you are over here raising, you have two sons. Um, it's like the fact that you're still like climbing this like ladder through your own life is like a testament to just show you like women can run on no sleep. Not only that, but our like I'm occupied with my kid 90% of the time. I mean, like he's where my head is all the time. And then I'm, st- you know, we're still able to do all these side projects. Like, oh, I can't. I There's just so much respect I have for women. I mean, you know, like there are so many things attached to, you know, like being a woman, being an entrepreneur, running a business. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say, but being a black woman and having mm-hmm. to have that like in quotations when you say that that strong black woman I really hate that term mm-hmm. um because it makes it seem like you have to be superwoman and you like even as a woman period you shouldn't feel like you have to be superwoman to like accomplish things and you don't have to like when I say too like I used to like really beat myself up to make sure that I got everything done that needed to be done mm-hmm because I felt like there was so much pressure on me and that I had to like walk that walk, talk that talk. But the reality is, you know, like I, like having that kid, like, you know, having my second son and I got so sick afterwards. I was in the hospital for like a week. I thought I was going to die. I don't think, I don't think that people should really, put those kinds of pressures on themselves to like do all these things Mm -hmm. I think that it's okay to not be okay and I think that I have you know like for a long time I used to be like oh no I'm fine I can do it I can do this I can do that and I like you know was working the seven days and I was just like this year like in 2021 I was like fuck that shit (laughs) I'm not working seven days I'm working five yeah. People will message me and they're like, how oh, do you see people outside of business hours? I was like, no, I have two kids and I need to go home and be level-headed to have conversations and like play with them and be happy and pleasant. Absolutely. Because working all day after I get off, I need an hour of silence after I've been running my mouth a mile a minute the whole day. Oh yeah. And we don't stop talking. <laughs> I mean, the whole day I go from start to finish I, and it's me. I'm doing it half the time. <laughs> Exactly. I'm the one engaging. Well, Aggie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I have a feeling 
that you, this will not be my last time having you on because you're so <laughs> I mean, I just have real, a lot of fun talking to you. I don't know. You're fun. <laughs> and I feel like That's we fun. probably need to do an episode that we did without me recording. So we're going to have to pop back on. We're going to have to have, a, we're, I'll have a serious conversation with you because I think it's important. And I, you know, well, that will be coming up soon. Definitely. And then hopefully Definitely. you have all your ducks in a row with what we were talking about. And I hope that we can talk about that happening because I'm, you have me as down. Everyone's probably like, what the hell is she talking about right now? But it's a, it's a <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> 